Hello and welcome to Reflections Inside the Greenhouse with Max Media. How are you? How are you doing? How's your week been? Uh, gosh, I made a strong effort to avoid the daily news, but this week's tragic American news turned out to be unavoidable. It left such a strong temptation lingering in the atmosphere to be angry and bitter, to seek revenge. But, uh, but these emotions, as natural and even as justified as they might be, are just draining and paralyzing. They stunt growth and they never satisfy. So I'm choosing, and it has to be a decision, because you may not catch a feel for it anytime soon, so it has to be a conscious decision made. So I'm making the decision to keep hope alive. A hope for a higher love, a higher strength, a higher way of life. I'm not saying it's, it's going to be an easy decision, but it's one that um, I definitely think has to be made, I have to make. Uh, will we ever see it on earth? Well, 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 God is still sovereign and we have a living hope. And that's where I'm placing my hope, my trust and my faith. Where it is secure and where it's sure. With every distressing news bulletin, whilst I pray, Lord have mercy, I'm reminded of and I default to the promise of our living hope. So, you may be forgiven, actually, for thinking, gosh, hasn't she got a lot to say? Then I imagine a response might be, well, yes, yes. Although this content is not so much about, or as, as not so much a result of things I have to say, as it is a result of things I think about. I confess I am a thinker. I think. And then I think some more. And then I analyse and process my thoughts. Yes, all of that, all of that. Uh, by the way, apologies if you can hear the dog barking in the background, but I am in the greenhouse, so just saying. So there are three activities anyway that spring to mind when I consider things that I have done ever since I could do anything. And those three activities are reading, writing and singing. And I thank God for all three of these gifts, as I recognise that as well as having been of service and support to others over the years, these gifts have proven to be my very own release valve for life and times, if you catch my meaning. Nevertheless, because I'm prone and have a strong leaning to think, I'm possibly at risk of overthinking. And that's where my writing comes in. I can allow my thinking to spill over onto the page, which I find unbelievably therapeutic and balancing for my mind health. Balanced diet, balanced mind, both of equal importance. So these uh, podcasts, this content, as, as it stands at the moment, are in essence nothing more than my shared thoughts. They're not an attempt to preach or teach or instruct, rebuke or correct, 
but just rather the musings and reflections and observations of an inquiring mind. However, should you stumble upon a nugget or two which instructs, encourages, or supports in any way, then I'll consider that a blessing in disguise. Uh, some of each week's content is written recently and some dating back decades and everything in between. Some are an amalgamation of both historic and current musings, but all are the spilling over of moments of contemplation. And now you get to be privy to some of them. So, teachable teachers. Teaching is as much about the attitude and approach of the teacher as it is about the content of what is actually being taught. Arguably, even more so about the former than the latter. There has been in more recent times a much needed renewed focus and emphasis on teaching strategies and styles and learning styles because it's been found that no matter how much information the teacher is trying to relate to the pupil, if the attitude and approach of the teacher is not right or it's inappropriate, considerably less is learned or received. Uh, teachers have long since been reputed to be the font of copious amounts of knowledge on any given subject to pass on to their pupils and students. And, and no doubt there is and always has been an enormous amount of learning taking place. However, there has been, most notably in the past, also a fair and unnecessary amount of verbal and physical abuse from teachers, plus a considerable degree of marginalisation, which some poor, unsuspecting children would have been subject to, and which would have left a considerable amount of scarring and trauma, with, with sometimes lasting effects even into adulthood. Horrible histories. Many adults can still recall the embarrassing or, or the embarrassment or ridicule they were caused to feel at the hands of a, a teacher. The teacher's responsibility is enormous and to be anywhere near successful, he or she would have to consider and possibly question not just the receptiveness of the pupils, but even more so in my opinion, their own attitude, approach, and not least their passion and sincerity. Additionally, learning is also not solely reliant on the relevance or otherwise of what's being taught, but like teaching, it's also reliant upon the attitude and approach of the learner, a humble approach and a willingness to learn. Also, a very important aspect or ingredient for good learning is how much the pupil trusts or has faith in the teacher. Sounds bizarre, I know, but faith and trust precedes engagement. Faith and trust precedes engagement. I remember working with some children who would uh, possibly be considered lower ability or on the weaker end of statistics and tracking information tables. And these so-called weaker children would unfortunately not have too high an expectation placed on them to learn or grasp as much as maybe middle or high ability children. However, contrary to the statistics or the pie charts, more often than not, they surprisingly exhibited more evidence of progress, not only more than expected, but also more progress, relatively speaking, than their middle and higher ability peers. 
uh, in this case, some of these low ability children had an attitude of inordinate desire and determination, and perseverance to learn. Or in other words, their attitude to learning was unexpectedly positive. Uh, not only did they have the right approach, but they also had trust and faith in me. They knew that I was sincere. They knew that I thought that they were worth it. Invariably, we can all remember that great teacher, that favorite teacher. Yes, that one. You almost wanted to just hang on to their every word and produce your best efforts of learning, even if what was coming from their mouths was frustratingly out of reach. We can also remember that other teacher. Yes, that one. That one that could stir up such far from positive emotions in you to make you almost want to walk away from school and never look back. Hate is such a strong word, isn't it? I'll try not to use it. So why am I reflecting on the pros and cons of 20th century pedagogy? Well, I'm a firm believer that teaching and learning happens every day, all day long and all life long. There's a saying that education is wasted on the young. What's your take on that? Certainly academics are taught and caught in educational institutions, but life lessons are just that, lessons of life, lessons for life, lessons which are taught throughout one's life and lessons which are learned throughout one's life. Here's another saying, every day is a school day. Now, humans have a myriad of wonderful facets, and at any point in life, you could be the teacher, and then at another point, you could be the learner. By adulthood, anyone of sound mind will have something of substance to share, relay, instruct, or advise. I'll call that the giving role. Conversely, we continue to learn in one realm or another long after we've walked through the school gates for the last time. I'll call that the receiving role. When I found myself in the giving role, whether inside or outside of educational institutions, I've noticed that what I'm offering can be received in various ways or be met with very varied responses. More often, the tone and level of my voice, my facial expressions, my whole approach, in addition to a knowledge of whether or not I care or I'm interested or believe in my duty, speaks volumes. They're the makers and breakers. Equally, when I'm on the receiving end, the giver's tone, voice level, facial expressions, approach, and my knowledge of their interest or care about me or faith in me also make or break, however well-intentioned or valuable the information is. Attitudes are so essential to life in both the giving and receiving role. In order to progress, to accomplish, to achieve, to improve and ultimately to win or succeed. Essentially, our attitude will determine our altitude in any of those disciplines. Our attitude 
will determine our altitude. Whether we're a parent in the giving role to our children, or we are in any form of relationship which requires both being a giver and a receiver on a frequent basis, or whether we're receiving by learning a new skill, or giving by being in a position of authority, leading a team, or passionately but simply sharing our faith and beliefs. Life is awash with possibilities for either roles. It always has been and always will be. As receivers, uh, have we been willing to learn a new strategy for an age-old goal? Do we have that desire to broaden our horizons? The seven words of a waning organisation or business are, we have always done it this way. Are we determined to launch out and to get to grips with fresh initiatives? As givers, have we earned trust? Are we interested in our receivers? Do we believe in them, in their worth? Have we earned their engagement? Are we sincere, honest? Questions for all of us. The poignant point here is that this week is the week that we commemorate Pentecost. We have been invested and commissioned with so much and so much of our altitude or our success or better still, our effectiveness, our shine, will be determined by our attitude and our approach, whether giving or receiving. There's a fair amount at stake. Some lessons, sadly, are learned at great cost and may continue to do so, but learned they must be. It is imperative that we attempt to keep that cost down, especially if we are to progress as well-balanced individuals, as communities, as leaders, as world changers. I pray that we'll find ourselves predominantly on the side of being inspirational, trusted and sincere givers. And that we'll also be, when called for, willing, determined and humble receivers. Until next time.